Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2017 Week 37. This includes Raw Episode 1268, SmackDown 943, 205 Live number 42, Main Event number 259, and NXT 411. I was worried that we weren't going to have an episode of 205 Live at all this week because the Mae Young Classic finale uh was immediately following smackdown live uh, i couldn't find i mean i guess i didn't really try all that hard but i did tweet at wwe asking what what's up with this are we not gonna have an episode of 205 live next week and i didn't really notice in last week's episode of 205 live if uh if they mentioned anything about it about a special start time or anything like that uh, as it turned out, we did get a new episode, and it followed immediately after the May Young Classic finale. Um, to, to hear my thoughts on the finale and the uh, Road to Finale special with the, the six-woman tag team match, uh, go check out that. I, I recorded a separate episode for, for those two things. They're pretty great. So go listen to that. Go watch that. Uh, but for now, let's talk about Raw to start off uh there are a lot of amazing moments this week so i'm gonna just breeze through a lot of the the just just the matches that weren't necessarily very important nothing really notable happened um at one point i just wrote who's in the match and who won and that's it so i'll try to get through those parts pretty quick uh we opened up raw and again, this is my, the way I watch Raw is on Hulu, and so they edit out uh, approximately uh, half an hour of content total out of the three hours. You end up with 90 minutes, it's a tighter, it's a tighter fit, and uh, you kind of uh, get rid of some of the chaff, but sometimes you keep some of the crap stuff. And leave out some of the great stuff because the the crap stuff is important to the main event storyline things like that. That wasn't the case this week, but I do feel like I missed out greatly on uh, the any any stuff going on in the women's division this week, and any uh, any stuff going on with the cruiserweights. Of course, we did get luckily we did have two or five live the next night, so we got a little bit of a recap there. But otherwise, no in-ring action from either of those folks. Actually, we did we did see Enzo in action, but does that really count? Does that really count? I guess so. Anyway, the show opened with Roman Reigns versus Jason Jordan, a, a follow-up to last week's John Cena beating Jason Jordan really fast. Uh, I realize this is kind of a, a redo. I mean, not that they've never done it before in the past, but recently we saw this in the feud between TJP and Rich Swan. that Rich Swan uh, took like five minutes to beat this one guy. He's just a local talent. And uh, right away, TJP said, I can beat this guy like way faster than that. Um, so that was sort of the same challenge, but not really. And, uh, I mean, Jason Jordan is an entirely different beast to defeat. And it took Roman Reigns a long time, too. So, Roman did finally beat him, but uh, 
John Cena comes out and they have another uh, another battle, another uh, word battle. I was going to try to think of a an act, not an acronym, a synonym of word that starts with a B. But I guess, no, I can't think of anything. A banter battle. There we go. Uh, and uh, we got a, a pretty solid drug test te- drug test joke from John Cena. Um, he says, before that, he says, nobody has cut you down to size. That's why I'm here. And then Roman says the thing about ticket sales and all that. Like, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, the match itself was, was pretty good. Um, when I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but Roman Reigns' Samoa drop is amazing when he hits it, uh, quick and smooth like uh similar to randy orton's uh power slam and uh he did that in this match you don't see it very often and i kind of wish he did it more even if it's just well just once a match if he did it more than once a match i won't like it so much he did go for it a second time and uh jordan did fight out of it but it is so fast so smooth so powerful uh, I like it more than any other Roman Reigns uh, move, any other move that Roman Reigns has in his arsenal. So uh, here's to hoping he does does that some more. And to follow on, I've, I have mentioned this. There's at least one thing that I've I've liked in every single Roman Reigns match that I watched. So a part of me does like him. Uh, it's just that these stories, the stories be around him. Aren't 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 so great. The matches themselves are pretty good. The finishes, yeah, I could be upset about those, but you know, those have more to do with the stories than the actual match itself, for the most part. I guess there's a lot of matches that don't have stories behind them, and that's all right too. But luckily, hopefully, luckily, hopefully, those matches have those matches are good um, without having attachment to a story. A lot of times that's the case. Um, anyway, up next we had Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman come out. And I kind of loved this moment when Heyman just kept saying, Fighter ready? Fighter ready? Calling out Braun Strowman. And uh, he does come out, he, even though he ha- he has a match against John Cena later in the night. Which uh, that seemed kind of abrupt and quick. Especially since last week we saw John Cena fights... Um, who did he fight last week? Let's uh, go back a couple of pages. Oh, it wasn't John Cena. Uh, it was, well, Cena versus Jason Jordan last week. But uh, Big Show versus Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman had a huge match last week. So, I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool to see that. Strowman answers the call. He comes out. Brock Strowman. Brock. 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 Brock Lesnar, blah. Braun Strosler <laughs> hits Brock Stro Stromin Stromer with the <laughs> with a suplex, and uh, Strosler. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, Strowman, he just rolls right out. It stands right up, and Brock is terrified. Braun grabs him, choke slam, picks him up. Running power slam, the beast is put down by the monster. The beast is monster handled. 
by the the monster among men. Pretty great segment. I think this was my favorite segment of the night. Uh, this was followed by the bar versus the club with uh, Seth and Dean on commentary, but it quickly turned into a a brawl. And backstage, Kurt Angle says, I, I'm not going to do a two-on-one match. Uh, Seth, and, Seth and Dean, you got to find a tag team partner. And, he's, and Dean says, I, I don't care if I find, I find Mickey Mouse and Batman. And Kurt says, they have to be real people. Luckily, they do find some real people, maybe in quotes, uh, the Hardy Boys. So the main event of Raw was an eight-man tag team match. Seth and Dean and the Hardy Boys versus the bar and the club. And uh, I may as well say who, who won that match. I wasn't too into it. There were some great moments, of course. If you, if you have those eight superstars in the ring, there's going to be at least a couple of great moments. But uh, in the end, Seth and Dean put away Carl Anderson for the win uh, using their that knee and dirty deeds combo. Uh, needy deeds? Nerdy, dirty needs is what they should call that combo. That's it. Kind of doesn't make sense because it's in the opposite order of what, what they do, when they do it. Of how they do it, but dirty needs. Up next, we saw a teaser that Asuka is coming to Raw, and Alexa is a little bit worried about this. She talks to Naya backstage. Uh, she tries to get back on Naya's good side, and Naya finally says, Well, I guess we could be friends, but I don't think you're going to like me after you hear what I did. She went to Kurt Angle and asked for a match one-on-one against Alexa Bliss next week. Alexa's not too happy about that. She's, she, she's in some trouble in the near future. Not only the fatal four-way at uh, No Mercy, but facing Nia Jax. And soon after that, if she's still champion, she will have to defend against Asuka. And that can't go well. For Alexa Bliss. Up next, we had John Cena versus Braun Strowman. Uh, this was a, a pretty good match. Some excellent stuff from Strowman primarily. Uh, Cena is kind of, kind of the what you expect from him, which isn't bad. But um, my favorite <laughs> uh, line from commentary possibly the entire week. I think this is the only thing that I specifically, the quote, the only quote that I specifically wrote down, perhaps. Um, Corey Graves says, a Strowman match contract should include a free epitaph. Brilliant. Um, John Cena got the win when Braun Strowman was disqualified for using those steel steps to attack John Cena. Except the the ref he let it go on for he didn't call the match when he used the steps the first time. So he he was a little bit too lenient, I'd say, for John Cena's health. Um he <laughs> he yelled at Braun Strowman to stop using the stairs, and he did, and then he picked up the 
bottom layer of stairs and use those instead. So it it was pretty it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um up next, uh the only other really thing that I saw on Hulu before the main event was uh Ms. TV. We got an announcement that Maurice is pregnant, which is awesome for them. Of course it's awesome. And uh, then Enzo comes out, interrupts the moment, starts running his mouth. They have uh, another battle banter, banter battle between the Miz and Enzo. And Enzo challenges the Miz to a match. And they have one. And Enzo wins by disqualification because the Miz Taraj just destroys him after... They cut. They they're cu- okay. I did like this match because they kept cutting promos during the match. They were grabbing them. They were basically fighting over the microphone as they were fighting, and that's something you can't. These are two of the only guys that you could really get away with that. I think uh, another being Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose versus the the Miz. I think they did something similar. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Miz just snaps when Enzo says, the question you should be asking is who's the daddy or who's your dad, whatever, talking to the kid, to the, to, to the unborn child. And, uh, yeah, rightfully so the Miz and the Miz Taraj go on the attack. They get disqualified, but that's fine. You got to beat up that annoying Chihuahua man. And then we had the main event that I already talked about, the eight-man tag team match between Seath and Dean, Seath and Den, the Hardy Boys versus the Bar and the Club. All right. Uh, skipping forward just a little bit since it was filmed on this same night. Main event number 259. We had Dash Wilder and versus Rhino. Neither of them had their tag team partner at their side. So that was kind of kind of interesting. Uh, Rhino ended up defeating Dash Wilder with a spine buster, but uh, he put up a good fight. It was a pretty it was a pretty pretty good match. Uh, it, this is one of those that uh, there's no storyline behind it, but it was it was just fun to watch. Um, every now and then we'll get a main event match with the storyline, uh, and then we had a six man. Cruiserweight tag team match. Lince Dorado, Grand Metallic, and Mustafa Ali versus Noam Dar, Tony Nese, and Arya Daivari. Uh, for the most part, Dar took a beating, a constant beating this whole match. I'd say at over half of the match, Dar was in the ring getting beat up. Um, and uh, Ali got the win for his team with the 0-5-4 on Noam Dar. So uh, Nice. And Daivari didn't seem like they're in too much of a rush to help Noam Dar. It's, Noam Dar is, is still kind of between worlds over there. We haven't seen him do much since the whole Alicia Fox stuff concluded. So hopefully we see him in action, in, uh, in storyline, doing something pretty soon. Uh, perhaps he'll join the likes of... Oh, we're get, we're gonna talk. I haven't talked about this yet, but uh, a new alliance that has been formed on Two Hundred Five Live. So we'll talk about that very shortly. But first, 
SmackDown episode 943. We open up with uh, Kevin Owens announcing that this is the Kevin Owens show. He's going to make all kinds of changes, including firing Sami Zayn and also requiring Byron and Tom to wear one suit, the same suit, two guys in one suit because they sound exactly the same. Uh, Dolph McMahon comes out. Uh, and then uh, Daniel Bryan. All right, Dol- Dolph Ziggler dressed as Shane comes out. Uh, I forget exactly what happened. Kev- Kevin appreciates his his uh, mockery, but then Daniel Bryan comes out and says, "Hey, just wait. Vince is coming, and this has to stop." Uh, AJ Styles versus Ty Dillinger in a United States Championship match. The phenomenal one versus the perfect ten. P one versus P ten. Why didn't they hype that part of it up? Come on, it's the battle of the numbers. Battle of the numbered P's. If they said it like that, it wouldn't have gone over very well. But uh, Baron Corbin comes out, tries to intervene. AJ Styles hits him with a forearm without missing a beat. Um, And he kicks out of the tiebreaker, which uh, was great. That was a great moment because... Ty was able to hit the move, but he didn't have his el- he still had his his um knee pad on, so it didn't do enough damage, quite enough damage to win the match. And uh, I thought they both looked fantastic. Uh cuz AJ then was able to hit the calf crusher and Ty Dillinger kicked uh tapped out. So AJ Styles is still the United States champion, but this is an awesome match. And unfortunately, Baron Corbin attacks afterwards. And uh, there we have it. Oh, this whole episode takes place in Las Vegas, which is important, I guess. We have the Sin City Street Fight, which is just a few minutes from now. But before that, we had a quick promo from Rusev, who says he must break a legend. So which which legends are even on SmackDown now? Because John Cena left to go do his thing on Raw. So... Randy Orton? Yeah, oh yeah, that's who he's that's who he's talking about. Um Jinder Mahal has a very long segment making fun of Shinsuke Nakamura in action, his the faces he makes. And uh yeah, it was it was not not a very good segment. But uh then we had an amazing match. Just go watch it. One of the top matches of the week. The New Day versus the Usos in a um in a Sin City street fight, the New Day ends up winning via Midnight Hour. Uh, Xavier Woods was not at re- he was nowhere to be seen, uh, and that was specifically to show the Usos that there was no foul play involved. They were go- they were going to take this match seriously. It was going to be two on two, no tricks about it. And they were st- they were able to pull it off, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, then we had another championship match: Naomi versus Natalia, and Natalia won that match via the sharpshooter. Um, I think Carmella was there at ringside, causing some problems. Maybe she wasn't. I don't. I don't exactly remember. Anyway, uh, then we had Aiden backstage. He offers to sing the Kevin Owens Show theme song, and he does. And it's it's not very good, but Kevin Owens loves it, 
and he continues his uh, he he can, continues on his way to uh, spread the word of the new Kevin Owens show. Uh, Ziggler is going crazy still. He becomes Bailey Ziggler, and then the Ultimate Ziggler. And uh, yeah, it's still still pretty weird. But luckily, we move on to a tag team match: ben- Benjamin Shelton and. Um, and Chad Gable versus the Hype Bros. Uh, Gable and Shelton win the match via team-up powerbomb. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then we finish the night with Vince McMahon coming out to address Kevin Owens. Kevin, after learning the news that he would be fighting Shane McMahon in a Hell in a Cell ca- cage match at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, he uh he asked Vince assure me that I won't face any repercussions for beating a McMahon senseless. And Vince McMahon says, Yeah, you have my word. They shake hands and Kevin headbutts him and beats him up. Frog splash from off the top. Even the ref, the ref almost convinces him to stop, and he starts to get down. Then he just gets right back up again and hits him with the frog splash, kicking him while he's down. All of that. Vince McMahon is bleeding. Oh, it was uh, one of the most memorable se- segments of the year for sure. Um, so, what's going to happen from here? Technically, technically, those. Are the, there's a verbal contract. There's there's uh there's video evidence of Vince McMahon giving him permission to do what he did, uh, because he was just vague enough. For a non-native English speaker, he has a great way of manipulating the language to do be able to get away with a lot. Can't remember other examples right now, but this genius, genius of Kevin Owens, and the Kevin Owens show will continue next week, I'm sure. Uh, so that was followed by the May Young Classic finale, which was great. Go watch it. And then 205 Live, which, oh, it seemed like quite the task to follow everything that had already happened up to this point. But Rich Swan versus TJP in their uh, rubber match, they were one-to-one in this series of three. They finally get this third match. And Rich Swan wins via Phoenix Splash. It's a it's a great match. The crowd was not really into it, but uh, other than that, the match itself was pretty fantastic. Um, not nearly as great as Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. So go wa- go watch that. Um, Drew Gulak comes out. He has more slides to share from his uh, way to improve ways to improve two of five live. Uh, slide number three, no chance. He cites Vince McMahon's uh, entry music. It says it says right there in the lyrics, no chance, no chance in hell. Uh, the the crowd, I, I think, had the, the, the most appropriate reaction <laughs> to this slide. And um, I can tell if Drew was really happy i i think on the inside he was very happy with that reaction but had to play being annoyed um it was great uh slide number four no elaborate ring gear 
And uh, number five, no interrupting, which led to him being interrupted by some sirens. I was I, I was confused at first because it sounded like the sirens that Drew Gulak himself used when he has his bullhorn. But it turned out it was the fantastic fashion police who have take great issue with uh, a culprit that they've heard about over here on 205 Live who goes by the alias Captain Underpants. So they uh, confront Garlic or Kulik, Gulik, uh, about this Captain Underpants character and uh, put him under arrest and read him his fashion. Oh, okay, yeah, this segment, any, any description of it is not going to be anywhere near as good as actually seeing it. This is the, the best segment of the week, best segment of the year, best segment of all time, perhaps. It is so, so funny from top to bottom, from that first slide, which actually which is actually slide number three of 277, all the way until uh, all the way to the end when the fashion police chase Drew Gulak out of the arena as he has the fuzzy handcuffs uh, restraining his arms behind his back. Oh, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, so then we have the main event from 205 Live. Cedric Alexander versus the Brian Kendrick. Pretty solid match. The Brian Kendrick ends up pulling off the padding on one of the turnbuckles. And uh, Cedric takes a damaging blow. Uh, and is he just can't breathe after this. Things are looking grim for Cedric Alexander when Jack Gallagher comes out. We think that he's there to help Cedric to keep the Brian Kendrick from uh, continuing this brutal attack on Cedric Alexander. The match hasn't ended yet, um, but instead of helping Cedric Alexander, he attacks him and... Well, Cedric gets the win due to disqualification at this point. But uh, why did he do this? Why Why is he siding with the Brian Kendrick? He shakes hands with him afterwards. I don't know the whole 205 Live universe. Not WWE universe. The 205 Live universe wonders why Jack Gallagher? Why? Why turn your back? On the light side, what would motivate one to do such a thing? So, we have this unlikely pair, this unlikely duo, this unlikely alliance between the Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher going forward. Not so gentleman Jack Gallagher. And I th- I wrote that down, and right as I said that, um, uh, Vic Joseph said something very, very similar to it. I thought it was great. Great um, uh, synchronicity there. But, uh, yeah, it was so awesome to watch. I don't watch 205 Live actually live very often. But uh, since it was following the Mayan Classic finale, I was like, ah, you know, I'm going to keep on watching and see what's going on. I already saw on Twitter what happened on SmackDown. So if they mentioned that, it's not going to be really spoiled or anything. And, yeah, it was... It was awesome. I I did not see it coming. Uh, I as the match started, I thought, all right, well, Cedric Alexander is either going to win with the lumbar check because that's the best move of anybody's move in the entire company, 
or um or there's gonna be some type of chair shenanigans and whatnot so i guess there was kind of a chair shenanigan thing with that turnbuckle move but i would have never predicted jack gallagher getting involved in any capacity let alone siding with the brian kendrick so we'll see where it goes from there next week and now let's talk about nxt uh some great matches the opening match i thought was awesome we had uh last week ruby riots went to to william regal insisting that she gets a two-on-one match against billy Kay and peyton royce uh so this kind of copied over to raw this week that uh regal said no i can't let you do that but if you find a partner i'll make you a tag match so it's yeah not that this is the first time this has ever happened of course but to have it happen so so soon after it's the very next show to have it also happen on raw but anyway she starts the match with no partner and she's doing okay but it is still a two-on-one match and they're being a little bit loose with with the tagging mechanism but uh nikki cross appears she like sneaks in through the audience kind of lurking around and when ruby Wright is in real trouble nikki sneaks gets gets in there she tags herself in she destroys um oh who did who she hit i think it was peyton royce um right before this billy k accidentally hit peyton royce when uh ruby riot dodged an attack so nikki cross uh continues the attack uh and then tags ruby back in and just gets out of there and ruby's able to get the win it was it was so weird um but but awesome and i enjoyed every minute of this match and uh is it my top three in my top three matches of the week uh perhaps yeah as far as actual wrestling matches i think that it, that, that makes my top three or four um and then uh, another that t- gets in my top three or four is the main event but i'll talk about that in a second we had a quick match between uh johnny gargano and riddick moss uh i i'm glad i deleted this from last week's episode uh i was talking about the setup for this match and i completely got it wrong who he was actually interacting with he was um oh crap i can't even remember the other guy's name but uh it was riddick moss and his tag team partner like confronted gargano during an interview and uh he's like well fine i'll fight one of you next week and so here we are and Gargano wins with a slingshot spear. Uh, and otherwise, there's some pr- pretty great moments. He got the uh, uh, Gargano escape on Moss, but Moss was able to escape it. And uh, there's some other, yeah, there's some other good moments. It's, it's worth checking out, but for sure, the opening match and the main event were the must-see matches of this week we also had the street profits versus the ely brothers um i think this is nigel who said ely to bad ely to rise went completely unnoticed by the rest of commentary um i thought it was i thought it was really funny i was it didn't i guess it didn't really make sense i guess was he describing like their their training regimen 
or something. I don't know. But uh, the Street Profits win with a Spine Buster and Frog Splash combo, which is pretty solid. And then we had a UK championship match between Pete Dunne and Wolfgang. Um, uh, okay, I, I thought I saw the end of the match coming, and so I started writing specifically what they were doing. And then it, it, it didn't end. It just kept going and getting better and better. And so I ended up just writing stuff, so much stuff. And uh, eventually Pete Dunne, after Wolfgang put up an incredible fight, I thought Wolfgang was, got, had a really good chance of winning. He was in the position to win through most of this match. Uh, if if you had like a percentage that's adjusted as the match was going on, Wolfgang was way up there the entire time until Pete Dunne hit the bitter end right at the end. But that wasn't the end of the episode as CFO Cole O'Reilly and Fish Cole Fish and O'Reilly come out and attack uh, attack Pete Dunne. And Wolfgang, uh, being uh, a, a valiant person, I get well to some degree, he tries to help Pete Dunn, but he ends up getting beat up instead. And Pete Dunn just gets out of there. He's walking up the ramp. The crowd is like, "What are you doing? Get back! Help him! Help him! He helped you!" And he thinks for a moment, and he runs back to the ring. We think we're gonna help him, but it's instead he. He just grabs his his championship um, off the apron and <laughs> gets going back up the ramp. Uh, oh, that's perfect heel move. So we have uh, the CFO guys just beating up everyone who isn't them. Uh, they don't care if uh, the crowd likes them. If the crowd, it doesn't matter if they're 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 face or heel. They'll they'll beat up whoever is in their way, and uh, this time it was Pete Dunne and Wolfgang, uh, who may be friends, maybe enemies, doesn't matter to them. So that's where we're left going into next week. Uh, a brand new batch of tapings. Uh, we're gonna find out soon how the next women's champion will be crowned. The next NXT Women's Champion will be crowned, and uh, and more. I, we know for sure that Kyrie Sane will be challenging for that championship at the next NXT Takeover, but will we have an actual champion before then, and she'll be challenging that person? I think that I hope that that's kind of the way that things go, uh, so that we have a couple of months of. Uh, defending the championship first. And then we have a strong established champion going against the winner of the Mayan Classic in what will hopefully be a classic match. But we'll see. We'll find out soon. So what did you think of everything that happened this week? What were your favorite segments? What were your favorite matches? What was your favorite moments? Let me know by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back with week 38 of WWE 2017. Bye!